Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Leslie. Welcome to Quince. A little sweet. A little tart. And a little unexpected. Oh, today is Thursday, November 9th, 2017. And we have guests again. Hey, we are so excited to have guests. And tonight you're in for such a treat. We have two fellas from New Hampshire. And really, we just want to hear their stories about, it doesn't have to be about New Hampshire, but about anything, whatever. Just as we've been talking around the dining room table, drinking a little bit of wine and having a nice time. So anyway, I'll let you introduce yourselves. Age before beauty. Oh, to me first. I'll take both then. Um, <laughs> so Chris, Chris McGurk, um, originally grew up on Seacoast, New Hampshire, near UNH New Market in the local vernacular. <laughs> And then just a lot of places since then. So I'm the New Hampshire Yankee in uh, Meadows of Dan. Well, you still have family there too, right? In New Hampshire. In New Hampshire. Yeah. So So. mom's still up there. There's a brother still up there. There you go. As long as you have family there, the part of you is always, always in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Oh, we used to call it Cow Hampshire. Cow Hampshire. Was it a lot like Vermont? When I lived there, they always said there were more cows in Vermont than there were people. Perhaps. Yeah. Back when the dairy business was still going. Was still yeah. going strong, yeah. Of course, there's only 550,000 people in Vermont, so it didn't take that many cows. Well, Vermont to... was for mud, right? I think yeah, people well, on the, the trail, trail still say mud, that, the AT right? guys. And then, of course... Because you hit it that time of year, I think, or something, yeah. And then, so we've got the... The mass people coming up to shop in New Hampshire and Vermont's got the New Yorkers coming over. <laughs> yeah. It's true. <laughs> the reluctant the, Republic. He's got the accent down. I think uh, I've lost so, mine. So was it, they, didn't, they didn't join the whole, um, was it 1792, I think, before Vermont actually signed on with the rest of the colonies. 14th state was Vermont. Wow. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. One of those trivia things. So, who are you? Clifford Dumay, good French name. Everyone mispronounces it down here. So. Oh yeah, you just yeah. go by Dumas here, don't you? No, I or... I go by Clifford James, my first and my middle name, because uh-huh. I play music and Clifford James works. Yeah. Clifford Dumay, dumb D U M A I S. You can imagine what they call you when you have a name like Damas. I don't know. I have. <laughs> just, all the, I think all right. the folks that read the Count of Monte Cristo. And, <laughs> right, right, and actually. Alexandra Dumas is in my family tree, they oh. say. Not that that's any big big deal. Oh, I think that's a wonderful deal. But, yeah, but, yeah. you know, it was one of those things where uh, my my grandparents are from Quebec, and they all came from Alsace-Lorraine, part Ooh. of France over there, and near Germany, sort of, I think. And, uh, and, of course, my grandparents spoke French, Canuck French, uh, and spoke very broken English. My parents spoke were 50-50. But they felt they were stigmatized in school by being French. And you had said something about that earlier, too. That, uh, well, after being in Florida, where the, the primary, secondary language is Spanish, from all the folks coming from the Caribbean, South Central America, growing up, yeah, there were always a handful of relatives that had come down from probably Quebec. Oh, uh, okay. You know, if you stomp right. on their foot and they yell, oh, tabernacle, right. <laughs> you know you got one. And, you know, my grandmother, oh, mon dieu. And I, for years, I didn't know what Maudu meant. You know, of course, it means, oh my God. Oh my God. So that was my, 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 
my grandmother won't do. But anyway, so they, my, my grandparents on both sides spoke very broken English. Uh, and my parents spoke 50-50, and we spoke none. None they, My parents used it as a language to speak about us when mm-hmm. they were with us and didn't want us to know what they were talking about. Uh-huh. So it was like, oh, man, you yeah, know Clifford. Oh, Clifford. You know, I would say, shit, I know they're talking about people. <laughs> I don't know what they're saying. So, wow. yeah, anyway, that's how fast the language disappeared. Because my parents felt like they were stigmatized in school. They were, they were made fun of, and they didn't want us to... Mm-hmm. But I think they were so busy. My parents had eight children, and uh, right. by the time they were 32, you know. Oh, I think that's My mom had eight kids in 11 years. Yeah, guess what religion they were? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they, uh, I think those generations saw that the quickest path to assimilating and doing well in the U.S. was... To not be yeah, foreign, Look yeah. at Boston, you know, you, whether you're North End or Southie, eventually you, you drop that and picked up the local accent and the things that makes people a little nervous about newer immigrants these days, but I right. don't think it's any different than it ever has been. No, perhaps even worse mm-hmm. right now, but as we're in 2017, but anyway, that's a little bit of my, and so I'm trying to learn, you know, French and I picked up like Pimsleur CDs to learn mm. French, and I enjoy them. And I, I talked to my mom. She said, "Oh, that's Parisian French. Uh-huh. That's highbrow French." <laughs> yeah. Right, you need some. Yeah, Canadian. and so she says that she was in in France and she couldn't speak with them. Oh, that's always because a, the Canuck French was that so much different. When the, when the French come to visit um, in the French-speaking Canadian provinces, they yeah yeah it's and I'm not sure what they think of the poutine. Well, tell us. Yeah, tell us. Oh, I, <laughs> I we were talking about the, you know, the, the, the special Quebecois curse words that, that the tabernacle, I forget what they call it, but it is a, a religious sort of curse. And that's evolved into more modern things like, oh, shut your poutine hole. Oh, whoa. <laughs> but I mean, what's in the, you know, the kind of weather you get there in the winter, I think for French fries with cheese curds and gravy on top is probably what you need to survive. <laughs> right. I found a version I mean, of yeah, it was cold up there in Quebec. And, you know, so we say Quebec, right? Not Quebec. Yeah. But, you know. they, they, they haven't managed to secede from the rest of Canada yet. Not yet. No. Well, I lived about 40 miles from the border for... Oh, right, yeah. Straight shots of St. Omar's. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so they would come down, a lot of the French Canadians, and they would be the ones who would go skinny dipping in Lake Champlain. And, of course, the Vermonters were just appalled, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We used to summer at Lake Champlain, yeah. Because I don't really think about my French heritage much. Do you? Well, you're not French. That's right. It's partly French. So... What do you say? You, you said you, your so, mom's maiden name is... So my... Laplante. Laplante, right, yes. So on my mom's father's side, they were... They French were French. Canadian. Okay. Single, you know, the one-room cabin, the wood stove, no plumbing sort of thing. Oh, my God. The images. The and then somebody at some point helped sponsor him to go to UVM for electrical engineering and he was the first one in the family to go to college I think oh wow yeah and met grandma there who was the first woman to graduate from UVM with an electrical engineering degree in 38 wow that's not many women did that she was so tiny that they had to custom make her electrical tools to do the windings and stuff with wow that's amazing never got to work in the industry because she was a woman but edited the trade journal for many years that's a sad story in a way Mm -hmm. Thank God we come a certain amount of way toward, you know, 
Allowing women. Allowing. Allowing women. Well, first we gave them the vote. It was just well, no, the, the Saudis have let them started driving, so it's going to be like Florida <laughs> know, over there. Terrible. Now. <laughs> that's terrible. But, yeah. Well, well, hey, the first female mayor of Manchester, New Hampshire, I heard on. Oh. On the election oh, results, okay. the yeah. other there yeah. were a lot of her. The one of the first Sikhs. Sick, right, right, uh-huh, right, yeah, uh-huh, right. In Hackensack, New, in Jersey, Hackensack, New Jersey, I think. Okay. And well, Virginia claimed the first uh, bi- openly not bisexual, transgender. but transgender. Transgender, yeah. yeah. So she, and open, not just like no. yeah, she or. So or, times are a change. She, she or however she self-identifies beat out the Republican incumbent who was the sponsor of the bill to who segregate was, the bathroom. Yes, right, yes. right, right. So yeah. who was a, a de- self-declared homophobe. Right. So the, yeah, the, coup, right, the, yeah. the coup de gras will be when they meet in the men's room of a nice restaurant someday. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. There were... It was an interesting election, definitely. An interesting election, yeah. Yeah. Things, things are moving, shifting slowly. That's how things happen, slowly, and then all of a sudden... Well, you all have interesting politics in New Hampshire... Yeah, you're live free and die. Well, we were talking about that earlier. Live free, yeah, live free and die. Of course, we didn't have sales tax in New Hampshire. Well, we don't have to this day. There's no sales tax, no state personal income tax. You don't need a seatbelt. You don't you have to helmet. wear a motorcycle helmet. Right, right. And insurance is not compulsory. So you'd think it would be incredibly expensive insurance-wise and dangerous to drive. But except from those folks from Mass, I think <laughs> at least compared to Southern well, Florida, it's yeah. pretty civilized. Right. Well, my father used to grow up, when I was growing up, he was like, the damn Massachusetts drivers. That was, I always heard that, yeah, which is funny because he was, you know, basically from Massachusetts. <laughs> so well, I guess he would know, you know. Dad's family, the Irish crew yeah. migrated up from the Quincy, Cape Cod area. Oh, yeah. Started finding property in Oh, that's highbrow, man. Well, great, uh, great Uncle Russ would, uh, great Uncle Russ, <laughs> come up from, he was the... You ever go to Newmarket? The the office above the the old bank there was was his office when he was the judge, and he would come up from Mass, find pieces of property, oh. get an IOU from the banker downstairs, and then go to the country club down back by the Cape and flip them. Oh, and so his timing was right, and right. of course anyone who came after him it was not that easy. But that was the the McGurk migration north, I think. It's funny to hear that Mass still because. Of course, that comes from the days before the two-letter abbreviations of the states. Right, it's one right. of the few states mass, where you yeah. still see those forms and stuff. As a mass? Yeah, four oh, letters. okay, right. And the funny... Because I grew up calling it mass, and now you have to, yeah. you go, of course you'd have to call it ma now. You know? <laughs> right. Ma! Ma! But, they've, but yeah, mass, yeah. We were joking about the, the accent and the con, the bond, the bia. And well, it's, it's, what they've done is the, the, the roadside yeah. electric signs that warn you to hazards and traffic, they... A little tongue in cheek. Oh, they will do that. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, yes please yes. slow your car down. Yeah. Blizzard ahead. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. You mean they spell it in intentionally? The yes. Yes. Oh. Well, of course, I'm a Virginian now. I don't know if I, you know, claim Virginia necessarily, but I still go up for for the holidays. And I tell you, it's it's a different it's a different part of the world up there. Uh, yeah, we use our blinkers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh. I it's love been, New England, though. It I do just, too. It, it was has, very it, it, expensive to live there. Well, we just said there's not there's not all these taxes, but property tax and vehicle registration. They yeah, got to make yeah, it up they, somewhere. They, 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 and so therefore, the rents are very expensive because you know mm-hmm. they cost you a lot just to own a house. Right. And so yeah, it, and it's very expensive. The, 
course, it's expensive almost everywhere except for this part of Virginia. We live in the. We're very lucky. Yeah, yeah. And the tax base is strange up there because we had a huge amount of industry, Industrial Revolution, and then the tech industry, Manchester, Nashua, the mainframe computers and right, stuff. Right, that's right. Yeah. So we've had these multiple iterations of industry and business, and now it's kind of like here. There's some small high tech groups, but there's not a huge agricultural sector, so. A lot of folks move up there to be a semi-retired gentleman farmer. They don't want to pay for school taxes and things like that, or roads, apparently. <laughs> Who needs them when you're staying home? Frost heaves. Uh, that's that's one true. Thing I hadn't thought frost heaves. Frost heaves. There's like one frost heave on the Blue Ridge Parkway, and right. every time I go yes. over it, there's one not far yes. from Mabry Mill. Exactly yes. up the hill, and they haven't yeah. fixed that. They haven't in fixed it in years. But that every time I go over it, which is funny because it's yeah. the one frost heave around, yeah. I think of New England, where yeah. you just wouldn't believe these back roads. Oh, they yeah. are, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Do mean, you know what we're talking about, oh, Leslie? Okay. Frost and there used heave. to oh, be a lot more frost heaves on the Parkway. Oh, okay. Back in when I was so a kid, because be we drainage. thought they were yeah, breaking down. It's over, the drainage, you know? but you know, I guess, well, the water gets in and expands. Right, our potholes right. too. Yeah, and uh, you know, I grew up with frost heaves. Oh my God, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, we grew up with the. Remember the old? You'd go out in the morning. You'd start your car. Your car. Take a good it. half an hour before you need to get right, anywhere. Right. Take that and, piece of cardboard right. off the windshield to kept the frost from adhering <laughs> oh, to it. Yeah. And but you put the piece of cardboard in front of your your, your radiator. Your radiator, right? Yeah, you'd need to do that. But we'd have these back when the speedometers were cables. Mm-hmm. The first couple miles you drive anywhere, you'd go, right. and that would be. And it's like we were kids, like mom, what's that? You know, that's the speedometer. You know. <laughs> <laughs> for the folks who hadn't disconnected right. it to keep the mileage right exactly <laughs> you could disconnect you could just reach under there and unscrew this thing yeah um i remember or doing we, that for renting a car once yeah or we, i shouldn't say that statute of limitations is gone on that one no, sorry well, no that's okay <laughs> I, I was just thinking of putting the light underneath the oil pan the oil Oh. I mean, we had to do that in Vermont. You would do oh, just to heat it up, just to keep it heated up all night. Well, I did have a diesel up in New England before moving yeah. down here, mm-hmm. and you had to plug that baby in most yeah, of the time. Oh, yes, right with a, with a block warm block heater. But yeah, I mean, you know, cars were a big deal when you live up in a place like that. You get up, mm-hmm. you get to think ahead. And mm-hmm. I lived in a household where uh, we did pay for plowing because my father had sons you know right. <laughs> yeah, you shoveled a lot and it was against i mean every the the, the um, chores in our house were gen- are, are definitely split along gender lines i never did a dish i never i never washed any piece of clothing growing up mm. i might have dried a few times on thanksgiving or something you know right. what i mean but, right <laughs> and uh, but my my sisters never went out and shoveled they never did really? anything with the garden they never mowed and uh, so it was, that was funny. So we had to get it out there. So, you know, what we were talking, Chris and I were talking, is Chris, right? Yes. We were talking earlier, because I, I get confused because it's J. Chris. It's J. Yeah, well, we'll just this, we'll keep Chris. it informal tonight. Okay. And uh, we were, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, that he likes the snow because he likes skiing. But I did grow up with skiing. So to me, the snow was just a big nuisance. And plus, I wanted to get out of the house as much as possible. When I was a teenager, I was, you know, drinking and smoking. Uh, you know, you go out, and, but you'd hang out outside. So you're sitting there like this. You're like, well, hey, we give got, me that. You know, <laughs> we got pretty creative. Yeah. I remember in the teenage years having parties on islands in the middle of frozen lakes. Oh, you couple, live in the lake over there by the couple, yeah, down right. by the sea coast reservoirs mainly. And I lived inland. Yeah. Having game wardens come out there on a rupster snowmobile to check up on us. <laughs> and, 
They probably just let you go, right? I mean, they let well, you, we, you, you drag out some bales of hay and start a bonfire, and then well, stick the yes. kegs of beer down into the snow, right? And well, between that, the fire yes, and yes, the alcohol, right. you had no idea how cold it was. Right. Well, we did the same thing. It wasn't on an island, though. That that sounds again highbrow to me. <laughs> Somebody Although, got creative. Right. Yeah, but we did that out in the woods. Uh, I remember we had drummer, drummer, drummer woods, and we'd have anywhere from. Uh, one to 400, 500 people out there at any given time with huge bonfires. Yep. But bonfires, you know, they keep your front warm, then your back is freezing. And this is well, New Hampshire. This is like, you it's know. It's getting pretty bitter. Yeah, I guess I'm it sure there bitter. Just occasional. And occasionally the cops would come busted up. But it's like, oh, we're just kids, 17, trying to have a good time. You know? Anyway, it got. Because you like skiing, you still like the snow. And I tell you one thing I like about snow. You said it was beautiful. There's, a lot, of beauty, there's a lot of beauty. It's very stark, that deep, frozen winter. But. Now I live down in Virginia, and I and I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I like it more. I mean, it's like it's. Uh, it's beautiful initially. It's like a tabula rasa, a blank slate. It is know, very, very Norman Rockwell esque, yes, right. and, and then and just the way the sound is because it muffles yeah. sound. Well, know? typically right after it snows, it's a cold front, so you have very clear, dense, cold air. Right, so sound right, right. Better. And uh, boy, so, but yeah. it's beautiful. And you then, have a beard. Remember, your beard would get you all full of ice. I just remember waiting on the school bus as a kid and having, you know, taken a shower or washed my hair or something. And it was and you just, <laughs> <laughs> literally, or at the top of the hill where we lived, watching the bus trying to get up and the driver oh. waving me down. I'm like, no, no. The deal is, if you can't make it, I'm not. But, but there's a classic story. Was yeah, yeah. listening to your little. Um, Little transistor oh, radio. Oh, absolutely. When hoping, they canceled school against hope, but this they was, canceled you know, every right. school except except yours. yours. The entire oh state. my God! Yes, right. Well, this is Keene, New Hampshire, in the '60s and early '70s, and uh, rear wheel drive. And huge it cars. was yes, and they it would have to be a major blizzard. And I remember once it snowed so much that we actually couldn't get out the door, so we had to climb out a window well, to shovel 70, out where the door was. Seventy-seven, seventy-eight. These were those were the or even oh, the sixties too. They were off yeah, the yeah. roof, just a gentle slope right to the ground. Oh my god! So yeah, they'd throw right, us yeah. kids up on the roof to you know shovel to go off, shovel the roof. Uh, how many times have I shoveled roofs in my days? Yeah, my 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 father had a slate roof, so we didn't have to shovel that very much because you'd break those slates if you walked on them. You know. Um, well, I always wanted to buy that house. He never he, when he when they sold it. This is a whole other story, but they wouldn't sell it to me because I wasn't married to the woman I was with. But you were living in sin. I was living in in sin, and you know it was pretty fun at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Hence but, the you know, sin but, part. but he wouldn't sell me that house because of that. Because and, and, who and, was this? That's a beautiful house in Keene, New Hampshire. Now, and, and my father. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plus, she was a good twenty years older than me. I didn't want you to turn into some sort of commune. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there was any danger of that, but anyway, that's that's a little bit about you know growing up in that cold. I, I tell you, the cold was, uh, and then the summer. We're well, not the summer in New Hampshire. Bugs, oh, you, you mean bugs. you you mean that day that you planned all week to go to the beach with Dad, and then it poured rain. <laughs> Or if it didn't rain, you got about ten miles from Hampton, and the traffic backed up. Oh my God! Yeah, well, we went to Hampton a lot because Hampton Beach was what. Hour from Keene? Eh? Well, of course, now. Hour, hour from anywhere. We were talking earlier, 11 miles of coastline yeah, in New yeah, Hampshire. But boy, they milk it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, the state, width-wise, it's not very far from one side to the other. But right, the it's not. Even Keene, which is pretty right. close to Vermont. It's half an hour from yeah. Brattleboro, Vermont. The, uh, the, the, yeah. the two interstates, we two or three interstates we have are all mainly north-south. Right. So to get from where you were at, of course, now 101 for Manchester is multi-lane the whole way, 65 miles an hour. That's true, that's true, and it never was back then, though. Well, we had to go, I had to go through 
To get there, we had to go through Peterborough and stuff. You had to go through it's these little, winding, little towns. Yeah, yeah right. Everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you go to Florida, all Forget the roads the are east, west, north, south, and they're flat and straight. And in New England, everything follows either the coast or the river. So well, the, yeah. the original settlement patterns where people came up in canoes and flatboats, they just right. roads next to them. Well, that's similar to here in Virginia where we yeah, have yes. the cow paths and stuff. Was what they, you know, Even in Boston, God, I learned to drive in Boston. Now, if you want a place... I'll drive any day of the week in New York, and I actually love driving in Boston. But if you want a dangerous place to drive, Boston is the is, oh, is, is the place. It's talking the craziest about because there's time. all these one-way streets, and you have to really know where you're going. Yeah, and people my, drive like like maniacs. It's, mass, yeah, it's that yeah. Massachusetts thing. Yeah. Oh, Boston's my, uh, the worst. My Boston dad, is uh, the because it's mm-hmm. it's these winding roads. Not none of it makes sense. You know. No. I, love, I love to drive in there. It's I really weird to driving there. Topography for a city, you have what, like the Dorchester Heights, where they put the cannons during the Revolutionary War. Right. But between the water and the hills, you've got to go around everything. So my dad, who worked construction for some interesting characters back when he was in law school, he knows all the back roads down through Southie and stuff, which would terrify normal folks. (laughs) But if we're talking about Austin and the winter, of course, you know the phenomenon down there where to hold your on-street parking, you put the old folding chair up. Oh, absolutely. People will gun each other down in the street if you touch that chair. I lived in East Boston for a while, and yeah, that was absolutely true. Very, very Italian over there in East Boston. And I actually had a black friend who wouldn't come to visit me. Oh. East Boston, yeah, yeah. Mm. I had a black friend. It sounded so funny, but some of my, yeah, yeah. Right. Because when I moved to Boston, it's I all of a sudden had black friends. Well, it's very growing up in New Hampshire. Right? Oh yeah, my high had, school had two. We had one, and she was like the most popular. Yeah, girl. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because she was different. Well, she was beautiful too. So. No, that's yeah. it's funny. You know, yeah. Until there's enough, we didn't know black people. Until there's enough of a minority to start voting and changing things, you you, you go from a. An interesting distraction or something novel to right <laughs> to, to something yes yeah, dangerous. Uh, so any yeah, but uh, so Boston, have... but it was the same thing. I mean, I, I'm sorry, I got off the track there, but yeah, we used to put a folding. Che- it was literally a folding chair. The so crappiest chair you, you had. It, you got it right. It's a folding chair, and you put it out there. But some people wouldn't care. They right. they would drive right up, and they this isn't your space. You had you to know? move yeah. your car for the plows to come through right. at night, right? But in order to get your space back, the chair thing. And I think they're trying to change ordinances now. But every few years, you'll hear about a knockdown, drag out fight, fight over someone's space because yeah, right. No, but the, on, on the brighter side, I guess if somebody does get gunned down over that, if it's in that area, the wake is going to have phenomenal food and booze, <laughs> <laughs> either Italians or Irish. And and they know how to do it, right? Yeah. No, the, it was the Italians. I remember my oh, yeah, my oh, landlord yeah. out there in East Boston. I still have dreams of that house. It was the tackiest house. <laughs> it, it was furnished, but this furniture was like uh, I, I can't go into this. This is just it was just so tacky. Um, was the plastic on the couch? It was. Pla- it was no. It wasn't that bad, but it was it was <laughs> a really horrible, cheap, cheap, cheap furniture. Oh, I lived in a place uh, like that. Oh in man, but, but it had a lot of space. Do you suppose it comes from Jordan's furniture wall, fam? They've been going out of business for a hundred years. I know, right? <laughs> That's so funny. And you know what? The way you're talking is not that far off. It's one thing. Uh, and my father, like I said, my name's Clifford. And I was saying earlier, my father was Clifford. Clifford, what you doing up there, Clifford? Smoking pot, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our, our, our AHRs. Clifford. It was Clifford. And, and when I was, I was telling Chris here earlier, have you heard of Caribou, Maine? He said, yeah. And that's where my father spent some time growing up, where his family was. Oh. From Caribou, Maine. Which is way, I, I way know where that is. There. That's yeah, way yeah. up. That's, that's way north up of the lake, right? 
one lake. Mm, White Lake. No, I don't even know. Moosehead. I've never even been there. Moosehead, Moosehead Lake. Lake. Okay, yeah. Now my mom was it's, just it's, at it's the... Closest, I think it's... And, and it's really out there, the Puckadoo. Yes. We used to call it Puckadoo. Does people... Puckadoo, is that a word anyone uses anymore? I don't anymore? know. No, oh, no we, Is that like Boondocks? Or boondocks. boondocks. It's like the Boondocks. It's but boondocks. for some reason, like, we call it Puckadoo growing up. Back 40. Yeah. I don't the know. Back 40 Puckadoo, That's, yeah. Well, it's like it's those. And those are funny. Those territorial words. That something. So I have a little brother that still calls the trash. He still calls it the basket. The Did bas- you grow up that? He says. Well, I say. You know. I say. Where's your trash? He's, oh, you mean the basket? It's over there in the corner. And it's like. And I had to laugh at him. So like, Rob, we all kind of the, grew up and stopped, now we call it the trash. Okay. But I was growing up, we called it the basket. Soda oh, versus really? pop. Soda versus pop. We never uh, called it dinner pop. versus I, supper. I, I would have. Oh, what's this dinner versus supper? Okay, now how I grew up with. Was you had breakfast, dinner, and supper? Did you grow oh, up that way? Breakfast, night? lunch, and dinner. Yeah. See, I did no had... lunch. Mm. I mean, there was school lunch, but I didn't think twice about it. But now I would never cons- confuse dinner with the mid mid middle meal. Well, my growing up, grandparents would have dinner at one. Okay, and then supper at and six then or whatever. supper was a lighter meal. But we always oh. said breakfast, lunch, and supper. Would you I don't know, say? That, but that, but yeah, but. I don't know if it's South North or agricultural Dinner versus was industrial and city urban rural. Could it be French thing? Or no. Petit déjeuner versus déjeuner. You know, that's still you know, mm-hmm. that's still lunch, right? Déjeuner is still lunch in French, right? <laughs> Right. So what they'll serve you up until they put the dinner <laughs> in you. I got a shrug over here. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, but my father at the, at the table. There's one one of the French things he always said is c'est bon. Oh, mother, c'est bon. And he always called my mom mother. Mother. And it was it wasn't mother. It was mother. <laughs> mother, c'est bon, c'est bon. What's what's that mean? That means it's good oh, <laughs> in French. Okay, like bon. Yeah, right, c'est bon. Right, right, good. right. But bon, it's got to be at the nose. And everyone in my family had big nose. He had pretty big nose. I mean, yeah, he has a very normal nose. I have a big nose. You have a big nose, too. Uh, yes. that, 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 that's because you have to have that, oh, I don't, you know, <laughs> clip it to me. <laughs> I had the New Jersey side and the West Virginia side, so that's why I talk so funny. I don't think you talk funny. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get a kick out of, especially in the military, traveling all the years. Oh, is, military. So you go from New England to boot camp with people from the Deep South and, you know, or urban Detroit. Yeah, you you shed a little, you pick up some. So I feel bad for folks that have to learn English for business or for aviation, or whatever reason. American English because, because it's, it's it changes so many loan words, yeah. and then the constant changes. Right. Yeah. This. What are some things you say? Let me think in New England. That is well, like another thing growing different. up, I remember was uh, when we went to the bathroom in school, it was the lavatory. You went to the lavatory. Oh, you actually said some that. of that. And then the yeah, army had to switch to latrine. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, yeah, that's a more. Or, or the head. Or the head. <laughs> another one was uh, what do you call the thing where you go up against the wall and you have water there and you. Your outdoor faucet? Whatever. The, you know, it could be in, inside a building, too. What do you call that? Your faucet. Well, the, the one where you stand up where it's just for cold water for drinking. Oh, oh a water fountain. Water fountain. Or, or a bubbler. Bubbler. Yeah. You got uh, it. Bubbler. I was looking for bubbler. Right. Uh, and we go up calling yes. it a bubbler. And that's and, very and, British, isn't it? Is that it? British? Okay. I think in Australia. But that was one thing that we definitely, bubbler. yeah, yeah. But that's... We called it a bubbler, and people, like, and you were saying soda and pop earlier. I would, I would have felt so stupid calling soda pop. I would have just felt like I got stuff on my face or something calling it pop. You know yeah, what I mean? But yeah. and then grinder was another thing. We grew up with grinders. Not yeah, we called them either hoagies, hoagies or, subs, or subs, right? But, but yeah, that was yeah. great. I never yeah. even knew those. My father was he made good 
I mean, he might have had his faults, but my father could make a grinder. It was something. It was something about the dressing he put on there. But it was grinder, and now grinder you never hear. You never hear that. No, but actually, I um, Seacoast, Maine, some Do parts of Boston. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You get you get anywhere further Grind south up. than like New York, though, and everything is uh, become something else. Okay. And now with the gourmet. And delis. those are regional things, but are there regional things going away now? Perhaps because I'm of sure the everything else. In I this mean, it's, uh, with online commerce, right, and people yes. aren't interacting and picking these words up anymore. Right, like it's not to. as much. I mean, God, we didn't. What did we do for fun back then? We had and we had. Uh, you get pretty creative sometimes. I, I was thinking of the encyclopedias we had growing up. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. You know? and that was like a world, family badge. People were on payment plans. You know, right. so much a month to get your next installment of, of your, the. Of, <laughs> Yeah. Which now fits we on... We can't afford the M, son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, your school uh, project. You have school. to do something between A and F. I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> and I remember poring over those things. That's, that was what I, you know. And then, of course, you went to the yeah, library. Doing research and you, and in you the had, libraries. Uh, you had the microfish was a big deal oh, when yeah. that came out. You know? Oh, yeah. Of course, I'm just dating myself with all this kind of talk. Well, but, I remember Mom but those talking about... That was a big deal. So microfish was a big deal. Absolutely. When... Um, my mom went back to school not so many years back and did, did her OT certification. You know, she had to get caught up on computers a little bit and was <laughs> just was thinking back to I, I assume UVM in the in the sixties and like signing up to wait your turn to get on the mainframe main, oh, yeah. to use oh, yeah, maybe right. Unix or something for a little right. while to do a paper on. Oh, you wouldn't do a paper on it. You'd, you'd, you'd be cards. doing code. You'd be doing those cards. Yeah. yeah. Remember those cards? Yes. I remember, I remember the sound the... those things make. Oh, the punch cards. Yeah, right. Yeah. Those punch cards. Yeah. Yeah. We had boxes and boxes of those punch cards. Yeah. The one, the one that we used. They had this little. Basically, it was a little rectangular hole in them. Right. It wasn't yeah. square. It was a rectangular hole. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a like a, a the old voter cards with the hanging chads and stuff. Yeah. Right? Oh, I don't know even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Come on, Florida's, that was a Florida Florida's infamy. Oh, okay, okay. The boats weren't getting through. Florida people, right, right. So you still get up to New Hampshire, do you, Chris? Or? Yeah, so I, doing my house-sitting and travel, my reverse snowbird schedule is typically the west and southwest during the summer. So I'm out in the, the Tucson desert in July, and then I, um, I'm up in New England in the winter. Uh, Which is, yeah, of course, reverse snowbird. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And I, mean, it's, I go it, off for the Christmas for the well, Christmas. I go off for the Christmas. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that's, uh, that's hard. It initially that's started because you know? I didn't have a, I hadn't done it before. I started this two years ago. Oh, and so I got Peter and Kathleen, the folks whose who's house you're at right, whose house we're sitting in right now, um, were the first ones to find me online. And uh, that you, was a happy day. So you develop a rapport, yeah. and of course, you have usually got something in common if travel at least. And Peter's yeah, big but so that it went from will I find enough places to stay to being booked a year in advance and saying well, I have to say I, no to some people. Am I going to be able to get to Alaska or over Europe this year because folks are arranging their vacations? You house sit over in Europe too in Alaska? Yeah. Um, I haven't done any house sits. Of course, so you're in Alaska when it's dark and cold, right? I haven't made it up there. Uh, I, <laughs> of course, the, the intent was to be there this year, and oh. there've been I'd be interested there's to hear so many chance. options. I, I actually entertained a potential house sit in a at a little place on the Arctic Sea in northern Canada. You have to go up flying on a float plane and you know, cook some, some hearty meals for... I mean, the image in your head could be bucolic, but I'm, I'm just shivering thinking about this. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's like a supersized version of New England. It could be really cold or the bugs are there. And yeah, not yeah a we didn't get into that conversation. Season. I meant to start that oh, earlier. The, black the bugs in New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, 
we don't have anything like that here, you know. When my brother right. came down to visit me, was there just happened to be a, a lot of bugs that particular day. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, but we don't suffer from bugs this part. Oh, I love really. Colorado. You just go to the right altitude and they go away. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. New England, unless you're in, maybe on top of Mount Washington. Well, you get freezing cold in the summer, and it can be stiflingly hot in the summer. Yes, it, you know, you the humidity. Yeah. And, and so nobody has air conditioning. No air conditioning. Oh, I didn't grow up with air conditioning. I don't have air conditioning now in Meadows of Dan, no, but I don't I miss it because it's kind of mountain air. You guys well, New England has that one air week air each summer wow, that's unbearable. Wow, three people here without air conditioning. Right. And the, hottest, and the hottest time of this, yeah, I was going to say the century of, 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 of recorded time. Yes. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you there. Well, no, I, I just thought that was funny about air I think mom finally broke down and got a small like window unit a few years back. Well, yeah, you had less than eight kids, right? So Yes. Well, no, this is <laughs> you like had recently. All, you had all the, all recently. Like, you know, no she's, kids. she's 73 now and she probably got one in her mid-60s. Oh, she's like, I'll, I'll get an air You know, I'll drop the whole $130, yeah. but... It's, New Hampshire's got maybe that one week each summer that it's just almost intolerable. And right, every yeah. every ancient box fan that the bearings were oh, going on. Yes, right. Those oh, I have stories of that. Or getting yeah, caught yeah. by Dad with the refrigerator cracked open trying to get a little cool out of there. We had a fan upstairs. All the kids' rooms were upstairs. There's three de- three different bedrooms upstairs. And I was I could never had my own room, of course. I, I bunked, like the Waltons. I house. bunked with two other people. Night, you know, John. Right. Um, it, and so we had one fan. It was in my sister's room. We all used to argue, put the fan on, put the fan on. I guess what the fan did, my father put it blowing out, and it would blow cool air around the house. So, so right. it would come in our window. Right, but you but didn't my get sisters, that. whose room it was in, didn't get the benefit of it so much. So we were always like, put the fan on, put the fan on. They were like, no, we're not going to have the fan tonight. Well, you want that instant <laughs> gratification of something blowing uh, something air blowing on air you. Something blowing air on you. And right. then Dad tries right, to explain right. this whole circulation concept. And but, you're like, but yeah, I want the fan, I want right the fan on me. Yeah, right? I think right. my sister, I think they would have put the fan on a lot more had it been that way. But, um, yeah, but that that was uh, that was growing up in the summer. The bugs, though, were the worst. I mean, my parents would spray us with off. I guess it was called off. Right. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. the same. And um, they probably still have it. I don't know. I, I, I would never put that stuff on me now. But I remember, okay, turn around. Okay, close your eyes. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything. Oh, yeah. And it would be like, I remember going to Hampton Beach. Yeah. Okay, we're going to spray you whole, down. You know? The and whole car like, was like a toxic waste dump. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, talking about the car. God, We had this uh, old uh, Chevrolet. Later, later, we had a Vista Cruiser. And that one had the rear seat that was facing forward, and thank God for that. But earlier we had the Chevy something or other. It was an old blue station wagon. And I was six out of eight kids, and the back seat faced backwards. And my parents, my mom smoked cigarettes, and my dad smoked a pipe. And because I was six out of eight, I always had to sit in the back because I didn't I would never have seniority until they didn't have a wagon anymore, you know what I mean? So it didn't matter. And I always got sick in that damn car. Oh, yeah. You know, of course, going up on these old roads oh, sure. in New Hampshire, you know. And, and my father, they were so mad at me for throwing out. <laughs> and my mom always used to say, and check me on this, but she used to say, look at the trees. You won't get sick if you look at the trees. Funny, they... Does that work? Yes, so when, I, when you <laughs> go to... It for me. You know? When I went to, when I retired from the, the military, I used my GI Bill to do flight training and get my commercial pilot's license. And there's a big aeromedical section you have to learn. And one of the things is... Um, in-flight disorientation, air sickness, and so they explained to you in, in pretty good detail that normally the way it works is your inner ear, your vestibular system, yes. those little gyros in there, <laughs> gyros. They, they tell your brain what angle your body and your head yes, is at, right. but yeah. they also expect your eyes to look out and confirm it. So when someone is not feeling well in a small plane, 
dip the nose down and let them see the horizon. Oh, and your eyes oh. will confirm what your ears are So feeling. you're lending credence to my mom's So if you were in the yes. car, and even if you were facing the right way, but now perhaps you had the modern tablet these days, the kids <laughs> will get sick because they're looking down at this and their ears feeling the movement, oh, for, but they're yeah. not seeing yeah, what I have seven brothers and sisters. My parents have eight kids. Every one of us suffers from just what you're talking about, but getting dizzy. And uh, my brother, Brett, bless his heart, on his, um, what was it? Uh, what, what is it when you uh, go out? A honeymoon, right? When you get married, you go out on a honeymoon. Right. I, I forgot little words. Uh, on that. Trivia question? Or? Right now, right. <laughs> <laughs> you're younger than us. All right, so he went on his honeymoon to some Caribbean island. You know, It was like, they spent all this money. And the first day, they got this little boat, and my brother got so sick, he was in bed the rest of the time. Oh, no. And he was like, he was like to his new wife, Jean, he's like, go out, have a good time. And I was like, go. <laughs> he was in bed for days. But anyway, I have that I, that dizzy thing, uh, uh, that dizzy thing. It's more pronounced in, in some people than others. Um... I can't, and you were talking about reading something, reading a tablet. For years, I couldn't read the map or something in a car, in a moving car. And if it was on these winding roads like we have in Virginia, I would get Absolutely. sick and I would have to drive. And my friends now sometimes, no, Cliff, do you want to drive? We're going to be going down Squirrel oh, Spur. Yeah, We're going to go down Squirrel Spur Road. Yeah. You know, do you want to drive? It's like, damn right I do because I'm going to, you know, I'll get shock sick. if I don't. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I'm getting better now. And it is completely an inner ear thing. And my, my parents, I mean, my, my mom gave it to us, if you will, because my dad doesn't suffer from it. But my all their kids do, including my mother. My dad was in the service. He was in the Navy, and I don't think he ever felt that kind of nausea. I was going to say, so that's nausea. why you guys didn't, you know, buy the buy the yacht and sail the world when you were younger. We yes, <laughs> that was the only reason we didn't buy the yacht. It would have been. We a, had powdered milk, my friend. <laughs> it wouldn't have been a twenty-one gun salute as you pulled into port. <laughs> right. And to this day, I still have these fantasies of that, you know, being on a yacht and traveling around. It's like, who are you kidding, Cliff? You would never be able to do that. <laughs> But Some, I notice it getting better. I think as I eat better, and as I care more about my health, uh, it's you know, and, and I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. We were talking about that earlier. Too. And that does because all of these systems rely on blood flow. And oh, okay. Of course, the nicotine okay. restricts. Yeah. Of course, it's horrible for your night vision. Also, oh, do you fly planes? I, whenever I get the chance to, I, I got the commercial pilot's license and my instrument rating, and then started looking at. Jobs of the airlines and realizes I didn't. They don't pay very well, do they? Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a very specific career progression where you oh, okay. you drop seventy to a hundred thousand dollars on the degrees and the, the training to get the commercial license, then you go and flight instruct for a couple of years to get up to that magic fifteen hundred hours you need to qualify for an ATP airline transport license. And then you can make how much? Then so that now you're that bar in debt and you're going to start out working for a regional. So those ones that look like they're united but the small plane that's really oh, like right. operated yeah. by Colgan, <laughs> the ones that crash the most. Uh, and that can be as little as twen- the low 20s, 25 wow. grand a year. And on top that, of that's that... That's who you want flying your plane, yeah. huh? Yeah, I so, want someone who's making 20, you know. Yeah. No. <laughs> and he's got three other jobs so they can make ends meet. Right. Exactly. Like, well, honestly, but the, well, yeah, there was, that was an issue. Yeah. I don't know if it still is. It's, it's, uh, they, they have, there's a mandated... This has nothing to do with New Hampshire, by the way, does it? That's all right. You all just Fly into Manchester will be on one of them planes. <laughs> yes, I have right. flown into Manchester. They, um, I had <laughs> the other downside is you're the new guy low on the totem pole so with no seniority if nobody like wants to be based in Chicago because of the cost of living and stuff oh. guess where you go first oh so there have been documentaries yeah. that show six of these guys sharing a studio apartment you know in Chicago with a sign up board to use the shower based on when your flights are oh god that's wow and you think of these 
You think pilots. Of, you think of pilots making a lot of money for some yeah. reason? So, you think of them yeah. raking it in. Well, how you know, about they're very, the, they're well, they used to, they're very used to have the prestige too. Yeah. Absolutely. So now my one of my ground instructors, an excellent professor, he was furloughed from the major airlines at the time, and he was my age, so early forties at that time and he came in all excited for class one day he'd finally paid off his student loans after like 25 years so once you're a senior international captain in the left seat of you know 747 or 777 flying around the world you can't make that's good money yeah okay yeah so what might, would that be but that's a few a couple hundred thousand dollars a year and then so my joke is you know for those of you that got into flying because you enjoy it you know when do you get to have fun again they're like well you go Work for the airlines for 30 years, pay off your student loans, and then if you yeah. retire and you're still healthy enough, you can go buy a Cessna for If your eyes still work, right, yeah, right. Because yeah. if it, there's some buy great... Buy a Cessna, right. You've got to... That, they actually just changed the third-class medical, so you can just kind of do it with your driver's license. Wow, getting good. Mm. So, yeah, it's... Anyway, uh, so it's, that's... So the, it, there's definitely going to be a pilot shortage, maybe not before we switch to drones with no pilots in them. Will that happen? Yeah. Well, certainly. At some point, I mean, at this really the critical phases of flight, they they stick well, fly the plane a little bit. Well, suppose human error out of it, you know. Yeah, what well, if you land on the Hudson? Yes. Will the robot be able to land you on the Hudson like right. that dude did? That it dude solely did. did. Right. right, right, right. Well, he got a lot of flack for that well, they, too, though, right? Well, he was exonerated. Actually, the finally, yeah. but he had to go through hell. Now, the the movie. It's <laughs> a good movie. movie. <laughs> the, apparently, from the folks I've talked to, the NTSB treated him very well in the movie. It was just looking for some kind of conflict. Oh, right. They were, yeah, as movies do. Right. Yeah, so he, funny. And those guys that pull well, off these miracles are typically, you know, military or glider experience because you just a lot of people the first time that they fly as a co-pilot in a jet passenger aircraft is on their first flight. Everything else is done in the simulator because it's so incredibly expensive to operate these aircraft. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. So one of the criticisms with like the Colgan crash in upstate New York was... Hmm. No, it's getting good. The planes are so big that they don't act like the little ones you train on. The stick won't shake if you're about to stall because there's 30 miles of hydraulics running to it. So they had to add an artificial device to, to make, make the it stick... shake? They add serious? a stick That's shaker so to make it give you... A stick shaker? Yeah. A stick shaker. <laughs> stick shaker. That's hard. It's like, it's like, I want some of that. <laughs> so they literally had to bolt something on there to make it act like it would in an aircraft that wasn't. So you'd have this autonomic yeah. response. So because yeah. apparently the buzzers and the alarms and stuff. You weren't enough. <laughs> I don't know, Bill. Seems fine to me. I don't feel anything, any shake in the rudder. I don't see smoke. I don't see Most of the, the folks I went to school with were much younger. Which made for a lot of fun, oh. and it's Florida, so it was a very diverse, eclectic crowd. So nice. people from my age on, you know, down to their teens, black, white, Hispanic, everybody, you know, enamored with flying. But um, most of them had never heard of the movie Airplane, so I oh. drove them all over to my place, and they they got a hold of the intoxicants of their choice, and. <laughs> Proceeded to watch those two movies over and over again. God, yeah. <laughs> and of course, it was never the same in class after that because it was all sound bites and quotes from slapstick humor. God, I know, it's terrible. <coughs> I speak jive. Right. Right. Nuns' life. I always like that. <laughs> boys' life versus. For like boys' life. Oh, don't tell me about nuns. Is nuns right. there There's reading. a whole part of New Hampshire I remember. <laughs> nuns. We had Sister Fides sister, and then Sister Assunta. Now, Sister Asunta had a what, 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 something metal on her leg, a clamp on her. Oh, like from the polio? Yeah, right, right. She probably, yeah, right. 
and she was mean. Those now, if you've heard these stories about nuns with the old yardstick, they'd oh, smash the knuckle slap. That was real. Are they? I, that is not made up. Oh. I experienced that. Do they even make nuns anymore? Do they make nuns? I don't think they're making any new nuns. <laughs> nuns well, by the time I got into school, it was you know in the '66 or something like that. By the time I was in first grade, and uh, the nuns didn't have to wear the garb anymore. They could wear street right, right. right. I remember when that. Oh, great undercover sisters. Right? <laughs> and some of the and some of the teachers weren't nuns. I remember because we had Mr. Locke, and he wasn't. Yeah, but I went the. My parents, even though they didn't have a lot of money, they spent the extra money to send us to parochial school. Right. Well, I think a lot of people did that. And I guess... And they were encouraged. And thankfully, I I was like, thank God. Thank God. By the time I was of age, it only went to sixth grade. My older brothers and sisters, it went to eighth grade. And I got to experience. Does that probably what we call prepare junior you for high? high school, you guys yeah. did junior high, right? You went to junior high, right? You didn't go to middle school. No, we had middle school. You had middle we school. had oh, junior high. high. We had junior. We had high. both, depending on where you were at, because it was regional. Is that, is that a regional thing too? Because I had to. Well, it, again, New England with the taxes and the schools and, and the, the small population density, depending on where you were. So keen, you probably had a couple of schools. In Nottingham, you rode a bus to Dover High School or St. Thomas for the parochial school. Literally, like, multiple buses with changes to get there. Oh, there was, for, for, for grade schools, there was uh, no less than eight grade schools that I can think of. Yeah. So you're like we a big city compared well, to... Well, I went, and we went, and it was Fuller School that I went to for kindergarten. And I know this wouldn't work anymore. How old are you when you're in kindergarten? You're four? No, we no. didn't have kindergarten. You didn't kindergarten, have kindergarten. Kindergarten's no. the year before first grade. So. Right, right. So, you're, so you're five. You're five or four or five? Okay. Mm-hmm. I walked to kindergarten. I did too. Oh, I did and too. And this is a little kid. These days, yeah. you would never send oh, your kid out. No. I had to cross the street. It was oh, cross the street. Are you kidding yeah. me? Well, it was never. It wasn't big roads, but this was at least cross. a half to three quarters of a mile away. Yeah. And I had to walk yeah. to the school yeah. and really? back. Me too. Oh. Our school and library was off site. No one ever thought there. twice about that. You know, they didn't think yeah. twice about sending yeah. your kid out there. Yeah. I would walk around the neighborhood. My parents said, "Yo, you love to walk when you were a kid. You love to walk," yeah. and they wouldn't think about right. You know, it's a nice day. Why are you know, inside? Out walking. Yeah. yeah, right. And by the time I went to St. Joseph's School, I would walk there because I would get up late because I love staying in bed. To this day, I still love oh, staying absolutely yeah. here. And we had yeah. one bathroom for the eight kids. Oh my! We had a bathroom downstairs, but that was the parents' bathroom. That it was not to be used except for emergencies, and it didn't. It only had a shower. It didn't have a right. Well, we had a tub upstairs, and uh, so I would sit there and and try to bolt for the bathroom, but I had too many people in front of me, so I was always late to school. So I would walk. I don't know why I'm telling you this story, but I would walk to school, <laughs> and sometimes I would I would beat the bus often. They would say, "You got to ride. You got to ride." It's like, no, I walked here, you know, and. Uh, again, I don't know why I'm telling the story, but it was, it's a memory of that. Yes. But then, the, then, the, then there's the nuns. Yeah, the nuns. Some of them were vicious. That is true. Did you have some good ones? Yes, there? we had. I had Sister Dimpna. I don't know where to get these names. You said they're not making nuns anymore. They obviously don't make nun names either. <laughs> I think it's like those Sister they have Fides, the... Sister Asunta, and Sister Dimpna. Sister Dimpna was a '60s nun. She was a flower child nun. And she loved me, and I thank my lucky stars that she loved me. Because I was I was a good student. I was a from then on I was a straight A student until I just didn't give a give a rip anymore in high school and that's a whole different story. But uh, she liked me and actually and I learned if you do well, people like you. And then she would bring me to these special little outings and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, Sister Dimpna, what a name! Huh? 
I think maybe it's she like was a was... great nun. She was a good nun. <laughs> there were good nuns. And oh, there were bad nuns. Yeah, she was it. a good. She was a very sweet person. I got. I, thought I, I should look her up. Maybe and the Vatican <laughs> maintains some of those lists like they do for tropical storms and hurricanes. And you know when you get they may... when you take your vows, they're like hey, they're you like, are okay, you are. Oh, I think they get to, don't they? Or yeah, you get to take a new name when you, you get. You know, well, I know. I, I had a girlfriend who's now a Buddhist nun. I don't know what that says about me about being a boyfriend, but <laughs> but yeah, she took this vow of abstinence, but she took on a whole new Buddhist name, I guess. Yeah, so mm-hmm. what's well, supposed to mark like a rebirth, a new yeah. part of your life? Right, yeah. Popes always pick something something trendy. The new pope. That's the new pope. Yeah, my dad doesn't like the new pope. Yeah, he's, no, he he's okay with gay people. You know, it's like Aww. people love each other. It's okay. <laughs> Well, he's also apparently the most misquoted pope, so he doesn't oh, actually he? say most he of these say things. <laughs> Other people... Well, at least he doesn't tweet, right? <laughs> he actually... I just saw this on the streaming news this morning. Um, Does this he went tweet? out and he, he noticed, or someone had told him about all of these you know, priests that are on their phone during the Mass, oh, and he, so he is... He's, he's, he's campaigning against people. He looked out of St. Peter's Square to give the blessing, and everybody was on their iPads. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So yeah. he's... Making a statement against that. Well, maybe that's a problem. Where you know people are. Well, and that the church doesn't like competition either. They never have. Oh my lord! No, they don't. No, they don't. Because they're, they were the yes, way that yes. the information was put out for so many years. Oh, it was about control. Let's face it. Yeah. And when they lost was, that control, yeah, yeah they sure. Well, they're, yeah, no they're more, not a very yeah. No more papal a, states. You can't support yourself that way. Oh god. Well, I always thought about it. It's like you know, where's where's the pope live? In the well, Vatican. What, what time of year? That, okay, Summer well, Palace, that Vatican. Uh, right? And what do you think of when you think of Italy and stuff? You think of the mafia. You know, it's like okay, it's not very big uh, stretch to consider these two things are linked, right? Well, <laughs> and they have just there's like, a lot of money in that, and tax-free money too. You know, I want to start a church. You could Cliff Scientology or something, because <laughs> I want to pay you know no taxes and give performances and. Yeah, I don't like the fact that in some cases you you, know, you don't have Muslim physics versus Christian physics. I mean, there's certain things that get a pass. Well, you, right, right, yeah. Well, what is it? You know, dinosaurs, you know, right? There's the, so there's got to be all the new history written up. Because well, apparently the bones were placed in the stratified earth to test the faith. Ah! Oh, my. That's good to know. That's good to know. Well, well you a couple know, glasses of wine and religion's coming up. Now. If that's what you, if that's <laughs> what you want to believe, and it helps you to love people more, let's say I don't mean to be corny, but then great, I suppose. But often it's very divisive. Because this wasn't we're not we're not going to get into religious. Oh, you talk real. I love talking. Well, about I grew religion. up, you know, Roman Catholic, and how what's what's the phrase they say now? Recovering Catholic, or they they used to be a phrase back in the year. Oh yeah. Well, my parents had eight kids, and I don't think I think maybe one of us is still a Catholic. Wow! And that's after years, I think yeah. she went back to being a Catholic. Ah. And I have a brother that's into Jesus. I sort of laugh because he found Jesus and we lost our brother. We lost our brother to Jesus, ah. and it's kind of funny. But he thought he said, "I thought my I thought Dad would be proud of me for accepting Jesus in my life." So once you're not Catholic, man, forget it. If you're not Catholic. And I grew up thinking that I don't I don't know the number. What was it? Thirty four thousand people were going to get into heaven, and that was it, or something. Like Forty, a hundred and forty four is, is actually oh, okay. right. What, okay. Like the Jehovah's Witness. In biblical oh, math, is tricky. Hence the okay, fact well, that the whole. Okay, well, my father believes only a certain amount of people are going to get into heaven, and he thinks he's 
a shoe in. Really? And I, you know, there've been so many, so many threats. Uh, the eschatology keeps evolving every few years. Oh. I was surprised the eclipse didn't didn't bring more of them out. But right, I, yeah, right. It's, it's not the same without old uh, Mister Camping out there out west that would rework the the Old Testament math and figure out the world was going to end next Tuesday again. <laughs> so. I take those numbers with a grain of salt, but well, I, I do. Yeah. I, I but have no, a, but growing up thinking that Catholic is the right way to look at the world and it's the right God to have, and I remember sitting on the porch with Terry Warren. Terry, if you're out there, this is for you. Shout out to Terry Warren. If you, I remember sitting there on his porch, and I asked him if he went to church, and he said no, that he's not Catholic. And I thought, he's a good guy. How's this possible? How is that How? possible? Right, yeah. it was it was a cognitive, cognitive dissonance. dissonance. Exactly the third term I was looking for. It was a cognitive, and I was little, I was young, and at that point, I decided that that was a crock of crap to me, mm. and and I didn't really pay much attention. And I don't know how it happened, but all my brothers had to be altar boys growing up. And you never and had for to. some reason I never had. I'm surprised to. out of that many kids went, isn't, yes. isn't the rule that you have to out of so many boys you have to sacrifice one to the priesthood. My mom always said, "I thought you would be a chef or a priest." I, I guess I guess I let her down. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I called her once because I got a what did I do? What happened? what happened? I got a new job or something, and I called her once and I said. I left her a message on her machine. This is back in the days when we had machines that would take Tapes. your message, right? I and I said, you. and I said, uh, and I said, Peter has one, I think, right? Yeah, I did. And I too. said, uh, I said, I have, I have news. And that's all I said. Oh, she thought you were and probably getting married or so, having a baby. No, it was very close. Then she said, she said, you're either getting married or you got your hair cut. <laughs> And I had to laugh at that. I'm sorry to laugh so loud, but I had to laugh at that. It's like, no, Ma, it's neither of those. You know? See, I guess for being Irish, I have you. news. You know? Yeah, that's pretty. Well, uh, right, right. Well, right. So that, she yeah. really wanted me to be a priest. She thought, yeah, and it was, you're right, Chris. It was like they thought one of their boys, one of their five boys, will become a priest. You know? It's like yeah. if this many survived beyond childhood, we owe God. That's why they had eight. You know, and eight kids in my family tree was a small family. It was a small family. It was like more like twelve and sixteen. Uh, the other families of oh, what's that. the is it the Eurus books like Trin- Trinity that, yeah, right. about the Irish Catholic family and having to divvy up the kids. With, oh yeah, that Leon Eurus yeah. one. Oh, that was a heartbreaker. What a heartbreaker! It tore the family apart. Yeah. yeah, but being Irish, you know, Boston Irish area, the assumption is that, that, that my family was Catholic. And actually, I guess Honey, I always think of the Irish when I think of Boston. It's, Boston was Irish, the police force, especially Irish. Oh, Paddy's Day! I remember standing in line to get Saint into. Pa- a, when I was living in Boston, St. Paddy's Day was a big hanging deal. off the side hey. of the streetcars. Got a green, <laughs> a, a green tinted carnation in there. God, yeah, going down to Kalani. Well, what were you parents? So, if you, I guess, if you trace back, grandpas, we probably were French Huguenot Protestants that maybe bounced to Scotland. Oh, and then did the Scots Irish? Yeah, we don't watch either. Did you, and then eventually ended up did in Scots Irish? End up in the, in the in the Appalachians or no? Uh, no, Nova okay. Scotia. Oh, Nova Scotia. So beautiful a little bit of Acadian the thing yeah, there, right? Yeah. So I think that Grandpa's brothers and stuff still had a house up there, Halifax. I still really like it there. I love the Maritimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it's moderated. It's moderated a little bit, yeah. yeah. And there's those two, the last two French overseas territories in North America are up there by Newfoundland. Saint-Pierre and Miquelon. Which is, uh, right. You can spend Euros there, yeah. There's there's nothing there. It's two little rocky islands south of Newfoundland, middle of nowhere. There were fishing outposts. There's actually a phenomenal But, you know, people are really happy there. 
People love it there. Yeah, How people, many people? Live they're friendly. There? And, I, I don't know, but they're. We were talking earlier about the, the disconnect between the Quebecois French versus the you know European the, the, French. Right, yeah. I wonder, you know, at time. Ah, ah, people. That's right. Finish it out. Finish it out. Oh, but I was just so. No, but right, but but you know, they, and plus they they said that it was all the outcasts that went to Canada. It was the people that they didn't want anymore. And well, I don't know if they were speaking from a guy from New Hampshire, where basically if you like were in the Massachusetts Bay Colony and got caught working on the Sabbath or got that scarlet letter, guess where you got sent? You got sent out to the wild. And you ended up, you know, either on a river or the seacoast in New Hampshire or Maine. God, I never understood that. Because it was all part of Massachusetts. I don't know if they still have the blue laws there they in do. Boston. And God and forbid. Sunday, I would be like, Sunday's the day you want to buy a six-pack. And they had it locked up. They would have a lock on the coolers. Sunday, yeah, they have started changing alcohol. that. And now the big debate is. They have only just started to change that? I haven't been to New Hampshire. It may have been somewhere else. But the big debate now that they've legalized recreational marijuana in mass. And they're in the process of implementing it. The big debate is, does it have to be a separate store, or can I just buy my pot at the packy? <laughs> uh, pack. That and, is and what, a good point So they're, for they're us debating that now, huh? Or, yeah, I mean, yeah. not that they don't have other things to worry about, but, you know, well, you know, it's, is it too much to have marijuana and booze together? I'm like, what, you're going to walk next door? It's like the Florida strip mall <laughs> that's it's, got it's, the, it's like, the guy that prescribes you the oxy, kind of the guy that carries you off them, and then the divorce lawyer all... Right, right. <laughs> that is a good point to close, guys. Touché. This right. has been so much right. fun. That was fun. Thank, thank you. you. We're going to turn it off, but we'll still keep talking. All right. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Our show notes can be found at quincepodcast.com. We also have a Facebook page under Quince Podcast. Uh, we can be found on iTunes under Quince Podcast or Beth Almond Ford or Leslie Sheeler. And we're also on Stitcher Radio. If we have that app on your phone or tablet, we will see you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.